as I thought about the week. Do, do you believe in a in a in a ice age? Do you think I should turn the air conditioner on? Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> Please <Yeah>. hold. <laughs> Beep. Shutting down. No, well, I think it kept recording. That's okay. You get to experience uh, <laughs> some <laughs> lack of preparation. The pre-session. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Ice Age, and I thought, yeah. oh, I forgot to turn the right. air conditioner. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Do I believe there is an Ice Age? Yeah. Welcome to How I See It with me, Mark Pratt, and Justin Sternberg. This is a podcast that works to counter cultural polarization through thoughtful conversations. So, I don't know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if, okay, this gets to a bigger, bigger thought slash question, Yeah. which is, can God create something to look like it was something? Sure. Like, yeah. this is a discussion I had with a friend recently, and, you know, talking about creationism, and. Science, Big Bang, evolution, etc. Yeah. Right? Right. And so often we get stuck in kind of the Christian world of saying the earth can only be 10,000 years old or whatever. Yeah. Because the timelines have to fit what we, our perception of what the Bible's saying about creation. Right. So my question has always been, why can't God create an 8 million year old earth like that? Right. With an ice age in the history as well. Or whatever that, all the dinosaurs, you know, all yeah. the stuff that we find. You know. Yeah. When Adam was created, was he, you know, a fetus? Mm. No, he was a feet. God created mm -hmm. an old man. You know, mm -hmm. not old, you know, but you know what I'm saying. A developed. Developed, yes. He was an adult male. Yeah. He wasn't, yeah. He wasn't an infant. Wasn't, Yeah. Yeah. So that I, I guess that's what I mean. Maybe in some ways, I think it it probably does come back to we can probably even simplify that topic of creationism versus you know evolution in in a way of almost maybe young Earth, old Earth hmm. viewpoint. You know, yep. does the Earth have to be billions and you know? Well, in some ways, if I'm being honest, you know, years ago, millions. Now it's billions, you know, it just, there is that process of evolution in itself that just needs more time as, yeah. as technology, as we understand the complexities of our lives, you know, and I, and I was, I was thinking about it, you know, it was, uh, well, I told you we had a fox attack yeah. last week, you know, and I was on the chicken <laughs> coop. It hit the chicken coop. Yeah. And they got three of them no it lost two uh. but the other one the and it reminded me of mary beth because yeah. the other one um got a chunk of its neck oh. you know but it was interesting because i i looked at it and it's like man what do i do and you know and and mary beth's podcast you know our body has a way of you know if you give it what it needs it heals itself 
And, you know, and that night Lizzie and I got together and, you know, we stitched that chicken's neck up, you know, with some dental floss and, (laughs) you know, a needle. And it's like, I've been watching this process of that chicken recover, you know, and it's like, yeah, okay. You know, from my perspective, that's a, you know, that God given healing and yet I would recognize, you know, there's, there's this, and I, it's, it's neat for me because I can understand from the chickens, as I look at the chickens, I can understand how evolutionists would put, you know, uh, birds and, and reptiles together. Because when I look at that chicken, I, it's like their feet are almost like scales, you know, like a mm-hmm. reptile. Yeah. You know, yeah. but they're, they have feathers like a bird, you know, and I can understand how, yeah. you know, to make sense of that evolutionary dynamic, you know, well, these two things happened at the same time. Mm-hmm. And yet I still see it personally as an aspect of all of the creativity, you know, can go into, mm-hmm. you know, the creation and so therefore, you know, this animal has characteristics of this animal and, you know, and we have characteristics of some animals even, you know, just because of that, what I would call the creation process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me personally, I just struggle with the complexity that we have as male-female to be an evolutionary process, as far as, you know, it from me, the aspect of creation makes more sense from a male-female dynamic that mm-hmm. God created them in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, male and female. So therefore, you know, we have this, you know, wonderful way to be able to relate to one another, you know, physically, emotionally, you know, spiritually, sexually, all of that, because... It was all part of a design and it wasn't just something that, you know, worked itself out, worked itself out. Or, you know, it's like from my perspective, how many, how many quote unquote males and females had to die off before there was a, this combination that came together that actually worked, you know, in such a way that said, okay, yeah, this is this is male and this is female mm-hmm. from a you know from all aspects mm-hmm. of our human bodies that kind of thing but yeah that i guess that's why i was cuz i just i wrestle with that cuz i i'm honestly talked with you know i remember a lot of discussions with you know and people far more intelligent than i by far you know who would say you know yeah i believe there's I believe, I believe in some ways there can be old earth characteristics and, you know, and I, and I still, I value those opinions, but I'm kind of more like you, you know, the fact that, um, you know, fossil fuels and diamonds and so forth that can be created in part of the creation as is. Yeah. And I think that's what you were referring to the 8 million year old earth Right. At the snap of a finger type thing. And to me that like if if if, if you're gonna choose to believe in creationism okay. creationism you have to believe in a being so powerful, so mm. ginormous mm. 
no matter what level of creation you you believe, if if you believe it was designed and created by a creator, whether he created it one kajillion years ago and set it in motion and, you know, it was like the watch pieces in a box sure. that you shook around for eight kajillion years and eventually formed into a watch. Or you believe that, you know, he created it all just like that. The ginormity of this <laughs> being that you believe in yes. is capable of anything, right? Like, especially from our feeble mm. brains. I hear you. Depending on what, again, what you believe about this particular deity. Of course, I believe in a personal, personally in God and like that he is all powerful, like we sure. talked about in um, recently. But um, so, so then nothing is inexplainable. Where mm. I think sometimes we get in locked down to well it has to be this way because the bible said seven days or hmm. it has to be this way um be, because i have to be able to explain it you know hmm. i have and, to be able to understand it yeah or i have to be able to fit it fit it right yeah. somehow yeah and again i just think why why couldn't he why couldn't why didn't i should say why didn't because i think he did hmm. why didn't he create this you know, world that is eight billion years old with all the patterns and all, and so, and the part of the reason I say this is because there's a lot of things we pin to the flood. Mm -hmm. We say, oh, that was because of the flood. Um, that's why this is this way, and this. And I feel like a lot of that stuff makes so much sense. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that the Earth was covered and whatever. And you know, there's a lot of scientific explanation that believe you know scientists who are believers will do based on the worldwide flood of Noah's day. And sure. I think it's fascinating. I love it. But then there are some things they say that's like, that feels like a stretch. That feels mm -hmm. more like just part of his creation, that creating an old earth or whatever. Mm. Um, Can you give me an example? Just out uh, of curiosity. Not offhand. That's okay. It's, it's been a while since. It, it, and ultimately, I'm not claiming to be a scientist who knows better no, than no. whatever. I'm just saying the answers are not that... Uh, out of reach for me because mm. I believe in such a big God that he can create exactly what you're seeing. You're, you're seeing, you know, like I said, a kajillion year old universe. You're seeing, there's a, there's a, the web telescope. Did you hear about that? No, but I'd be there's fascinated. There's a new, uh, rep, like a Hubble telescope, but a brand, brand new fancy pants one they sent up <laughs> <laughs> and it's going out much further than Hubble. And we just got back the first picture from it oh, yesterday neat. and they released the first picture and it was, it's really, really cool. Um, I'm going to keep talking and try and look it up so That's I can fine. show you in the, and we'll have to put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, I can't talk it's okay. and type at this. Well, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about <laughs> it from a from a space technology type thing because I think there are there are interesting things when we think about you know an in a old world versus new world because I think it comes together at times when we factor science into it when we go to outer space. It's like uh, I think of the um, was it the not the rover but uh, the lunar lander that they you know or early on in the space era you know they had the, they put those big huge pods on the bottom of it so when it landed it wouldn't just fall into this millions of years of dust particles that are on the moon and then they realized oh 
you know, the dust wasn't nearly as thick as we figured for based on a million year old earth, you know, because they had such big pods on that, mm. on the feet, because they expected when it landed, there should be, they had calculated for how much dust should be mm. on the moon. Because when we think about it, you know, and so that's kind of where I come mm. from at times is yeah, how yeah. that, that conflict mm. of what I think should be sometimes proves itself not to be right you know and yeah. i and i and i i'm always interested so mm. when you when you were talking about space that's automatically what came to mind mm. for me is it's like this process of okay which 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 direction does it go how yeah. does it lean yeah you know yeah. and i and, and granted we all pick up those those tidbits if you will that are part of our confirmation bias if you will that mm -hmm. says oh yeah that explains, that justifies what I believe. Hmm. And yet, I'm, it's not my desire to do that, but I just, whenever I hear, you know, little tidbits like that, it's fascinating to me how sometimes, you know, my, my view can get so stuck in what something is mm -hmm. that it's only until I come up against something that my view can explain that I really have to say, hmm, okay. What do I think about this? And that's mm -hmm. why I was asking you, you know, about mm. that. But back to the, uh, back to the, uh, yeah, the telescope. The telescope picture. You have to check it out. It's, oh, cool. It's really cool. It so, is cool. So this picture. Which we will post. Which we will post sure. is, you know, just a grid, a square basically, but it's just filled with stars. And if you look closer, there's tons of galaxies in there and they're saying mm. this picture represents like a grain of sand size. Like if you hold a grain of sand okay. in your hand out in front of you, like sure. get your arm stretched out and you're holding a grain of sand, you look at that grain of sand, that's how much of the sky this picture is. Sure, it's kind of like a pixel, if you will. Yeah, in a, I mean, in a picture, it's just right. a very small square. Right. And, and, yet, you, and yet, you can't count the number of galaxies and stars you see. In it. It's just so cool. Wow. And, you know, yeah. the farther it, it we... It reminds me of those I Spy books. That yeah. you look at it's the page true. is so full that's true you know it's like oh there's a there's a gold one there's a blue one there's yep. a orange one there you know or you yeah. ever play those magic do those magic eye where pictures? you have to stare at you them to, to like develop the cross image. your eye yeah pull it, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that this is more developed than that but yeah I if hear you where cross your eyes and pull back <laughs> i wonder if we'll see aliens in this picture I, there you go <laughs> it might spell something it might <laughs> yahweh that's right <laughs> no <laughs> Um, no, what was so cool about this is essentially the farther you see, which is represents far, right? Because it's, it's light. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's okay. But basically what they're saying is these are pictures of the, the oldest pictures of the universe that we have. And okay. you think oldest, that doesn't make sense when you look at a picture, mm -hmm. but it's because the farther, you know, a source of light is from you when mm. you see it. Sure. The old, you know, that's how that's old how it time is, is measured. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And, the, and the ability that and light so has the to amount travel. of time it took for these this pieces these pieces of light to get to that telescope. They're saying this is as close to the beginning of the Big Bang as we've ever seen. Right. Oh, uh, gotcha. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a little bit mind bending when you think about it, but that's the when you think about time. how far these things are away. Yeah. And considering we're, we've gone further, this 
telescope has gone further than we've ever gone before. And yet that light has still reached that area. Mm -hmm. That's further back into our history, right. the history of the earth, if right. you will, or the, the galaxy, the yeah. universe, yeah, yeah. excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Than we've ever been before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's, it's counterintuitive if you don't think about this stuff much because you think you turn you flip the light switch on it's instantly light sure so you think oh stars that's what they look like right now right but they're so far away sure that it's not it's what they looked like eight bajillion years ago or whatever sure. their number they, they they make up right yeah and when um, you factor in that speed of light yeah 186,000 miles per second yeah you know Which roughly, is a light year roughly, right that's yeah. a light year yeah. yeah it's like that's how far it's not it's not six feet across the room right. that that light has right. traveled. So even to think about it that far yeah. in a second yeah. and realize this is, yeah, a lot further than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you factor that light years of time in there. Yep. That is a fascinating it is. thing so to think like about. So like looking at this, some of these orbs, it's like, that's not what this one looks like right now. That's what that one looks like. Yeah. You know, I don't know, whatever number, a long time ago. It, it, in right? reality, some of these might not even be. Right, exactly. Is, is the reality of it yep. by the time the light traveled that far. Yep. But that's how it was at that point when the light was emitted. Yeah. Yes. Here, here's, here's one of the, it says, this image shows the galaxy cluster smacks 0723 as it appeared 4.6 billion years ago. With many more galaxies in front of and behind the cluster, uh, yeah, and this this is like I said, this is the first picture they've released. But yeah, they're saying four point six billion years ago. Yeah, right. The, that's what the yeah the, these are old pictures. You know? Yeah, or <laughs> or, or a, so a it would of, say. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, exactly. And 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 I think that's where we run into. I I think that becomes the frustration on both sides at times is that is purported as fact. Right. You follow me? And it's like, well, is there a possibility? And I, and I, I don't want to minimize personal relationship, but I think from a theoretical standpoint, I, like, I do like what you know other people have done with intelligent design. Mm -hmm. You follow me? I, I'm not saying that God isn't personal, and desiring, but I think as a theory for educational purposes, you know, intelligent design needs to be a part of right. that discussion right. versus just saying, no, it's, it's this way. It's an equal, equally viable faith as what's being taught. Sure. Right. Because like, sure. we cannot prove so much of what is taught as fact. Yeah. Right? It's all theoretical. It's science, which is great. Right, but like you said, the um, intelligent design is yeah. equally viable. Yeah, it, it explains things, and you know we would argue way better, <laughs> right? It explains things much easy, more easily when you go, "How can this be?" Well, it was created by a being beyond your imagination yeah. who is intelligent and designed it to be exactly like this. Exactly. To the minute detail, you know, to the quark detail yeah. and beyond. Right. That's how. Yeah. And it's it's much simpler when you when, when you can go, oh yeah, okay, so it's just designed that way. That actually explains so much. 
Right. That it was designed that way, you know, uh, as opposed to, well, somehow it just yeah. you stuck all the parts of a watch in a box. Yeah. And you started shaking it for 4.6 billion years plus, yeah. And you open the box and look at that. There's a, there's a watch. It's, yeah. it's created, you know. And not only is there a watch, but it's talking. It's a talking watch <laughs> with a soul a, and a it's heart. It's a smart watch. Right. It's a smart watch. <laughs> smart watch. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so uh, if you refuse to believe in intelligent design, mm. which is not even... Um, you don't have to believe in deity to believe in intelligent design. Correct. You know, you don't have to believe in... Yeah. I think, I think you know, once you get to a point of, from my perspective, understanding intelligent design, I think you have to ask that question, you know, what is the purpose, purpose yeah. of this creation? You don't have to. As a scientist, no, you don't have that's to. That's correct. Or I guess really as anybody. But yeah, you're but right. That's the natural like, next step. It's, yes. It's like oh. when I see these stars out there, what is the purpose? And I think that adds to the ginormity as you, you know... <laughs> And yet, still the relationship that this is created for us to be able to see in such a way that demonstrates re a desire for relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I you know and unfortunately I think there is a there is a connector to where as we you know I'll say devalue relationship you know with technology mm -hmm. and that kind of thing and. I, you know, it's like if this is was it four billion? Four yeah, billion? Four point six billion. You know, then it, it I I have to call I think there's the other end of the spectrum. I have to call a bunch of things into question as far as what is my purpose, what is my value if I'm just on a just in a box that got shook together, do I have a purpose in that? Hmm. Is there, you know, and I think that leads to other questions as far as, you know, you know, just the, mm. the value of our lives in that, am I, am, I, is, am I here for a reason or am I just here as part of a biological process of the creation? I mean, excuse me, of the, of evolution, mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm just part of the steps to get to the next step, the next mm -hmm. evolution, the next phase, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Because I think if that's, I can understand a certain hopelessness mm -hmm. that would go along with that. And I think that's where, that's sad for me sometimes when I think about that. And yeah. 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 And you know, Scientists don't necessarily have the time to ask all those questions or answer them for you. So you're mm. left grappling with, you know, this 4.6 billion light years wide universe that we are able to observe and we're alone. And this all happened by chance. And yeah, it's like, yeah, those existential struggles are left to everyone else, which, you know, what? yeah, I think you could struggle with some existential stuff whether you believe in you know sure an intelligent design or not but yeah. no doubt yeah yeah i i agree that we can struggle with purpose you know i think for me you know i think uh, four fundamentals are 
those aspects of acceptance, identity, security, and purpose. You know, I think everybody, mm. you know, has has those four struggles to a certain degree. Where do I go for acceptance? Where do I go? You know, what? Who am I? What is my identity? You know, mm. where does security come from? What is the purpose of my life here? You know, what am I to do? That kind of thing. And I think everybody has that struggle. Yeah. But I think, you know, where you looked, where where you look or look, have looked, you know, to find those things kind of helps develop who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that factors into this, you know, the discussion and maybe even moving back to the discussion a little more (laughs) as far as, you know, creation versus the evolution or the young earth versus the old earth. Because I think, you know, even in creation dynamics, you can have a young earth view or an old earth view. And that's that's where the questions come from. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we we get very tied to the creation narrative in Genesis. Hmm. And I've I've heard some very compelling talks about how that's a poem written oh, really? by Yeah, and so it's hmm. it's meant to evoke certain poetic uh understanding versus like a literal thing. Sure. But, you know, the person doing the talk on this and explaining this, that's their theory as much yeah. as it you know and I think what I love about the idea that God is big enough yeah. is that it doesn't really matter, mm. right? Um, if if Genesis is literal, I believe it's possible. If it's just a poem that kind mm. of figuratively explains how an artist mm. per- perceived it happening, that doesn't hurt me my feelings either, you mm. know, because I, I believe that he did create us and that's throughout the whole bible that is truth that we can easily hold to Hmm. you know depend it doesn't matter the origins and yet i definitely know a lot of people who struggle with if that's not true what is you know what i mean Mm -hmm. in which i understand that perspective too if you make it a poem yeah then what else is a poem figurative or whatever else is a poem i understand where you're coming from with that and I think I'm not necessarily saying I think it's a poem, no, no. but I think yeah, that's an interesting theory that I, I'm not afraid of, I guess. Yeah, but, it doesn't create yeah. a knee-jerk reaction within you if someone... Now. Yeah, now. Yeah. That's a good point, too. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to say, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you're, you're attacking my view yeah. of what, you know, Genesis is. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, and that's, yeah, another fascinating part. It's a well, you know, speaking of polarization, I mean, it's a very polarized thing. Mm-hmm. Both, I mean, obviously, two polars being intelligent design and you know, just natural selection, evolution, that whole you know, kind of those are two polar ends, right? Yeah, one or the other. Um, but then with even within Christian circles, like young earth, older, you know, all mm-hmm. of these things, there's so many polars and so many like, yeah, areas to feel attacked in, yeah, <laughs> really. And I think it's interesting too. I mean, I when we had our uh, our free will, mm. you know, podcast release, and it and it's interesting too. Even when I think about you know how God initially created the earth, 
as from my perspective, the intelligent design, it's like, I do believe, you know, that based on what we have, you know, there was the, I, I am a, a, a proponent of the canopy theory, mm. you know, that the mm -hmm. earth was created with a water canopy around it that made it very much like a, you know, a greenhouse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, you know, in Genesis, it talks about how springs came up from the ground to water the mm -hmm. earth. And that's what made it faith for Noah, mm -hmm. you know, because he had never seen it rain before. Mm -hmm. So to have to yeah. build this ark, you know, and it, it's like, I go ahead. Yeah. And that, you know, that I also, I think that's a great theory and I like it. Uh, I don't, you know. Yeah. But in the, a lot, they talk a lot about that's how people live to be thousands of years sure. old. That's how dinosaurs yeah. existed. That's how so many things were possible was a result of this thick water vapor canopy yep. over. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is really fascinating. And yeah. it was the source of the water from the flood, right? Like that. Yes, it provided the yeah, source. The when when scripture <laughs> refers to the the windows of heaven opened mm. up, you know, that that yeah. you know, explains this canopy theory and you know, and that's why we have, you know, woolly mammoths at the North Pole with, you know, fruit leaves in their mouths and so forth, because of this whole, you know, greenhouse type dynamic yeah. now do i do i hitch all my horses to that wagon <laughs> you know no and you know but yep exactly but at the same time you know it does mm -hmm. when i think about how okay we still have these aquifers today you know in and around mm -hmm. you know that are underneath you know the you know throughout the united states that you know that's where our source of water comes from yeah. still yeah. You know, so it's not a it's not a stretch for me to think, you know, that was and the fact that yeah. But I think about mm -hmm. it from the aspect of even that was still part of the design whether it was or whether it wasn't, you know, God had a plan whether that's how he did it, whether that's not how he did it, you know, it's like it's still kind of fascinating to think about that mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be all of that and still even more. Mm -hmm. And yes, you know, there is the reality that, you know, in that whole timeline, men and dinosaurs existed at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, and we don't have to have this, you know, well, one came for the other, you know, with the intelligent design dynamic. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to come across that I'm bashing one or the other but i think you know if if we want i believe i have to be able to look at science in such a way that says okay this picture is four billion years old and yeah if i'm going to do that i want somebody else to be able to say yeah but what about what do we do with this when we go back and we see you know human footprints next to dinosaur footprints at the same time you know what 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 does science say about that mm -hmm. you know because then that messes with our evolutionary our big bang or how do we you know mm -hmm. how do we have a orbit in the process of a big bang mm -hmm. you know when when you blow stuff up it's pretty linear you know from that epicenter of the explosion and granted that's a limited mindset on my part i admit that but yet i see this you know this what what's the process when something um has a tremendous order and it becomes more chaotic chaotic entropy i think yes yes yeah. it's something something to that there's laws yeah. 
that go with that process. Nothing gets more right. designed. Constructed. Yeah. Designed, or yeah, uh, it's clean. Yes. Et cetera. It's a it's a process of the chaos over time. Yeah. That, and there's there's a dynamic name I think associated with yeah. that, but I'm not able to bring it up right at the moment. I think it's but, the law of entropy, right? I don't know. I'm Googling could, it right no, now. No, it could very well be. It sounds right. It sounds close. Intelligent. <laughs> which is close enough. No, nope, I'm Googling it. We're going to find out, right? I leave the intelligent stuff to second you. Second law of thermodynamics to entropy is central. The second law, which states that the energy of isolated systems left to spontaneous... Pause, pause. Spontaneous. Where'd it go? You're in charge of technology, my friend. <laughs> we were reading the Google snippet, but it didn't have all of it. So we got the ellipse and we lost it. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, though. Is but it. yes, being able to recognize that, yeah, in the process of life, we don't see things getting more organized. And, you know, I think that that, from that perspective, becomes a difficult part for me to... Say, okay, time doesn't just make it all go away. Right. And the fact that we have to have more time and more time to explain some of these things just makes it less credible for me over mm. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even time is not... <laughs> when if, if we're going to believe in a being... Who can have created this universe, then we also have to understand that time was a construct designed by him, mm. completely malleable in his hands. Mm. Right? And no, again, you going back to the Genesis thing where it says a day, mm. I mean, there's lots of places in the Bible where it talks about a day being a thousand years, mm. and so, you know, that's. Mm -hmm. Right, so then you can go, oh, well, if that's the case, then maybe this did happen millions of years before this, mm -hmm. even in the Genesis account. Because I've heard this theory a lot, too, mm -hmm. uh, where it's like, no, actually, it does represent that timeline you're talking about, even in the creation process. Um, but but it, whatever thing mm -hmm. is true there, time is not a, a, a static thing that cannot mm -hmm. be bent We've even proven that, mm, right? Mm. The theory of relative by we, I mean Einstein. I didn't, I didn't go with this. <laughs> we have not done that on this podcast. No, you don't go back. Don't search for the previous podcast where we. <laughs> but as humans, yes, yes, <laughs> maybe one day, but not yet. <laughs> yeah, as humans, we have proven that uh, time is relative, and which is basically saying that it's malleable, malleable, sure. or whatever. So in the hands of a creator who can create something as vast mm. as the universe, then mm. making time fast. You, know, you think about like a, um, uh, I think about like a DJ with his. Uh, oh yeah, right. Yeah, like the record. Right, and it's and like the they take a normal song, they speed it up for a minute, and they slow it down. Right, mm. and it's this whole idea of manipulating time for the mm. sake of creativity. Mm. Right. Yeah. Why can't that be part of this story where, yeah, we have mm. some some time that looks like billions of years and we have some time mm. that looks like the dinosaur and human footprints are on the same you know plane or whatever and 
time does answer it because mm. time wasn't this static constant thing that we associated with based on the small amount of time that we've experienced as mm. you know a human race right where we understand it to have laws and certain distinctions but even that again mm. has been stretched and bent and as relativity and these things have come up and we go wait it's like i don't i don't i don't think time is what we think it is mm. you know yeah. I think it mean it's it's a little more like this. It's a little more like that. It's like eh, I think you know. Yeah. And again, that for me, from a faith perspective, grants so much liberty to understanding a lot of the time-based, you know, conversations in the Bible, or, or you know. Okay. And um, from Genesis and kind of the timetables there, all the way to Revelations and the time timetables there. Hmm. Uh, and and you know. Even the um, theological discussion of where do you go when you die? Do you go to a holding place called paradise? Or do you mm. go directly to go have heaven? Or do you go directly you know, to the judgment seat of Christ and just wait around for a couple thousand years till everyone mm. shows up who's late, you know, whatever? Right. Or is there, again, something, time is a construct that he created for our particular universe. And when we pass on, we're no longer bound by that construct. And therefore, we are in the same place as everyone else at the judgment seat of Christ. And that's happening when you die. or mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? All of these things are completely viable when it comes to a God who doesn't care about what you think about time. Mm. Valid point. And I, and, I, and I think that when we take on my view is right... Mm then that becomes a difficult thing to hear. Hmm. And, I, and I, because, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, part of me recognizes that, you know, I don't think there's anything that science has discovered that we can't necessarily find. In other words, that uh, when Solomon talks about nothing new under the sun, hmm. you know, I think, I think at times we have this part, I would dare say, you know, Thinking about it, when you, part of your education, how many of us have seen that evolution of man, mm. you know, sketch where mm -hmm. you start off with a small monkey and you kind of Neanderthal man and mm -hmm. you kind of grow up and, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, we've all been, no, I shouldn't say all, many of us have been exposed to that. Mm -hmm. And I think we bring that concept with us to a point of saying, okay, everybody that was before me was just dumb. Mm -hmm. You follow me mm -hmm. there? They were the cave. That's a caveman way of thinking. And I think we still do that. Some, in a, you know, anybody that's different from me thinks like the, remember the Geico, was it the Geico commercial that had the caveman? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so easy. A caveman. Could do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think there's that process. You know that we take. We are when... not sponsored by Geico yet. <laughs> We're open to sponsorship, but you know, not yet. But at that point, yeah, I think we can take on that perspective that says, "Well, if you just think differently than me, you haven't gotten to the point that I have yet." Hmm. And I and I think of when I think of Solomon, I think of Solomon being every bit as educated, as intelligent as we are today. Hmm. And I, from my perspective, I think in some cases we've lost intelligence, you know, from a practical, yeah. you know, 
even even when I think of you know someone like mm-hmm. Jefferson who you mm-hmm. know kept all of his documentation you know for seasons and weather and you know and patterns that were able to be discovered to where you know I I just I just think sometimes we think too highly of ourselves yeah. compared to yeah. our forefathers and having stuff figured out and I think the same can be true of the Bible mm-hmm. you know and and being able to say yeah mm-hmm. How did Daniel, you know, figure these things out? How did he, you know, and the the numbers, whether you believe that time can be manipulated or not, it's like what he said proves out in history that it was this segment of time, you know, that, you know, the, the they were in exile, you know, and, and it just, that that's what comes to mind when you think of time. And I think, you know, there is a, there is a order and a structure in it. Mm-hmm that is Hmm. beneficial when we look back Mm -hmm. and say, okay, yeah, there is a plan. There is a purpose. And what that person predicted was also what actually happened in history. All the, if you will, all the prophecies of Jesus were fulfilled in his life, even though they happened so much longer ago. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's what I bring into this discussion is the ability to say, God knows yeah. whether I do or not. Mm-hmm. And yet we have, we have, science has yet to disprove scripture mm-hmm. where, you know, but if science disagrees with scripture, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little subject about that science mm-hmm. because I'm concerned that it just hasn't caught up yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and I realize that's mm-hmm. a polarizing perspective on my part. But yet, I realize other people probably extend that in the other direction as right, well, and right. that's what makes this discussion. Or if something right, essentially to flesh out what you just said, if something bears out through science to prove more of an intelligent design, for instance, which all of science does because it just gets more complex the deeper you go. Yes. Then, like you said, it's just our science hasn't caught up yet. We we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. It's this in, inverse of what you just said. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I I really like what you're saying about humanity and our Mm. intelligence because what we have today is not a greater intelligence but the thousands of years of what we've built to stand on. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Flesh it out a little more for me. Thousand years to stand on. Right. So essentially all the learning and all the documentation and all the things that we have gained in previous, you know... uh, um, uh, throughout history uh, what's the word generations okay generations. Yeah, yeah previous generations as we got better at documenting these things as we got better about building things that hmm. couldn't be wouldn't fall apart the next generation gotcha right the better we were able to retain what we gained up to that point and then move it forward hmm. and so you see this kind of if you think of it um, a, lin- a line that's kind of slowly inching upwards and sure. then Right near the end, it goes faster and faster and higher and higher, right? Right. That's kind of our technology curve, right? It's this idea that... And now we have the internet. Now we have computers. Now we have these things that will retain everything that we've ever accomplished from this point back. And so we can build on that. And we continue Mm. to do that. That's how we have computers. And that's how computers are now cars. And that's how... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like all these things... And so we think of ourselves as this much more intelligent because of these things when really we're the same intelligent with better tools. I hear you. You know, better I I understand technological tools. Yeah. Our 
the mental the, tools are the same. Yeah. Like you said, maybe even degraded because of our technological tools. Precisely. Where we rely on those things. And like you said, you see so much in history of how intelligent they were to be able to remember all this stuff, memorize. You know, you even think about, I think about like the colonial days and the primer, the primer books they would use. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The little like, readers yeah. and so forth. Yeah. And you just like look at excerpts of that and it's just insanely hard. Yeah. And yet little school children were learning these things and memorizing these things. And it's yeah. just a matter of course for them. And I don't think they had more brain capacity than we do. I think they were forced to use it in a different way than we are. And yeah. now we have the shoulders of giants to stand on in terms of computers and Google. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't have to know anything at yeah. any given point because I can Google it and get you the answer, Yeah, which is an incredible, amazing thing that we've accomplished. And yet, yes. where does that leave my brain? Well, it leaves it more dependent on this kind of global brain, right? Yes. Which in some ways is great. Some ways it some is ways. great because yeah. we're going to continue to expand and grow technologically, which I can't wait till we talk about artificial intelligence because yeah, that's a yeah. uh, part of this discussion, and uh, it's on our list of topics. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, it's kind of a fascinating topic. But the point is, we're continually, exponentially growing uh -huh. our technological side of things, but we're still stupid. <laughs> Understood. We still hate each other. We still kill each other. Mm. We still do such caveman things. Human things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that is an interesting discussion. Uh, and, and like you said, I love reading the Bible and mm. thinking about the fact that some of the oldest words in there were written by someone 10,000 years ago, maybe. Mm. Is give that or right? Or, yeah, give or take. Yeah, Who knows? Whoever, the, you know, yeah. 8,000, 7,000, whatever Six, that number. 10, yeah. yeah. Whatever that younger's creation right. dynamic is. And, and yeah. you hear what they're writing and it's like, this person was more intelligent than me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and of course we believe in in God's word being inspired by the word by God. Sure, but they were documenting events that were occurring, and it was our civilization—the same pettiness, the same jealousy, and yet the same courageousness that yeah. we can sometimes exhibit today. Like it's the same story. There's it's, sure, it's not a picture of a less evolved society except for the technological part. Yeah, no, right? I hear we. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. Uh, I think when I think about it, and I'd like to say it, this probably isn't heading in the same direction as we started about, no, but I th when I think of evolution, you know, I think we can tend to think that this technology curve will continue and will continue mm. and, you know, and uh, mm. uh, artificial intelligence. Mm. And yet there's a part of me that when I look back, historically speaking, I think those not such not to the same degree technologically but i think there have been societies roman society you know that that said oh we've come so far and therefore we don't need god we don't need these mm -hmm. trappings if you will hmm. of creator of mm -hmm. and and it's just that's kind of that yeah. other side of that yeah. spectrum it makes me wonder you know, will there come a day yeah. when you, you know we won't be able to be mm -hmm. when technology may fail as well? Mm -hmm. And yeah. are we gonna be? And I, I'm like I say, I'm not a, a doom and gloomer, but it's something that I think about. Mm -hmm. 
you know, when I, and I, when I recognize as a society, when we get so far down this road of thinking we got it all figured out, you know, that God doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and, and so they like you say, yeah. that's kind of where I, where I, I balance even this, you know, evolutionary, mm-hmm. you know, intelligent design creator type dynamic. It's like, okay, if we go so far in one direction that we ignore the other half, it's for me, it's kind of, in some ways, it's similar to our tendency to prefer rationale versus emotion. You know what I mean? So if we're if we're denying, you know, all one full full part of it, we're ignoring one part of the continuum. It's like we're missing out on the fullness of what we've been given, mm-hmm. the experience that we have as a human to be able to think and feel. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when we take that so far that we're not able to see, you know, how light has traveled so far you know, or we're able, we just want to ignore uh, any aspect of design. I think it's a similar thing. We're, we're missing out on the wholeness of that creation Mm -hmm. from my perspective, or, you know, I'm, I'm definitely willing to hear somebody else's perspective Mm -hmm. on, yeah, that's part of why I think we've been, Mm -hmm. you know, why, how I see things evolving. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that's, I don't mean to make that as convoluted as it probably will sound, but well, bring it together for yeah, us, we got Justin. 54 seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah, so to summarize what I think you just said, but what I feel pretty strongly about is what's so cool about it is we have a creator, but not just a creator. Yeah. We have a personal relationship with a savior. That's how we believe, right? Yes. Mark. And so I have a relationship with this creator to where I can go, huh guess what i learned today this sounds cool what do you like show me you know give me insight like let me understand this better and i can talk to him about it i can have faith i can say maybe this isn't right maybe this is wrong but it sure is fascinating it's it's fun to think about that you could have done this yeah and ultimately we have that opportunity to have an open mind and a conversation with our savior our creator of the universe yes and it makes all that a little less scary if i can go talk to daddy who created it all and say hey what do you think yeah you know and then leave it in his capable hands and i don't know it makes reading this stuff and experiencing the science you know like the new breakthroughs and stuff just that much more fun and exciting Mm. to be able to say it doesn't scare me it doesn't rattle who i am and my god yeah and i hope that would be true for each of our listeners yeah Oh, I was wrong. We had more than yeah. Well, it's okay. <laughs> I think we have a full hour, but like I, yeah. I think you wrapped it up well. We're gonna go for another hour, folks. You heard Mark. <laughs> so, not another hour, but as opposed to fifty minutes, right. where we thought fifty Shh. seconds. No, fifty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You thought the seg, but yeah. that's okay. That is okay because that's how we see it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like how I see it, please do all the things that podcasts tell you to do. Subscribe, rate, review, follow us, uh, and or talk nicely about us on social media. If you want to reach out, the email is us at howiseeit.click. Yep, I said dot click, as in dot C-L-I-C-K. 
Please tell your friends about this show, and we'll see you on the next one.